0: Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes, and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for Capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years, and then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So, baby's first socks, and pacifier, and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So, this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product, it's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So, take a moment to visit. Keepsakecastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. In this podcast swap episode, Allie Wolf and I will discuss the challenges and triumphs that go along with running a business while raising babies and toddlers. Allie is a wife and mom to an adorable and energetic 11 month old girl. After spending nearly a decade as a TV news reporter and anchor in California and New York City, she became a mom during the pandemic. While navigating the postpartum stage, she created a successful Etsy shop, launched a website, and started a podcast. She loves connecting with and supporting other women navigating the beautiful and challenging transition into mom life.
1: Hey, Allie, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Good. So my name is Amanda Gorman and I'm the host of the Finding Your Village podcast. Yes, and I am Allie Wolf.
2: I'm the host of Moms Calling, and I'm really excited to be doing this today because we're going to be talking a little bit about our journey and all the tips that we have for other moms who want to start something, who want to put their talents and their interests and creativity into something while balancing mom life. It is possible uh, with a little bit of structure and scheduling, so I'm excited to get into this, Amanda. So maybe we can start by talking about how to come up with the ideas and how to figure out how to formulate what you want to do and actually get started. Because I think getting started and having that vision can be the hardest part, right? Yeah, absolutely. How did you come up with your podcast and did it start with a podcast?
1: It did start with a podcast for me. Um, I am a big podcast fan. I've been listening to podcasts since like 2010 and I got the idea of starting Finding Your Village when I was seven months pregnant with my son and I was sitting in the bathtub listening to a podcast and it's like this idea just fell into my head. Like, why don't you start a podcast? So I'll also say that I thought of the idea when I was seven months pregnant with him, but I did not launch my podcast until he was over one year old. So it was a long runway for me to actually... Of the idea and get it up and going.
2: Wow. Okay. I definitely have questions about that, but I will just contrast you by kind of talking about how mine came to be and then we can kind of get into more details. But yeah, mine, I actually, it's funny, I was pregnant and in the beginning of my pregnancy thought, I would love to start a podcast because it's such a daunting journey. And if you don't have a friend going through it right at that time or or that community around you, right, that village, um, it can be hard and kind of lonely and isolating. So I was thinking about that too, but I ended up doing other things before coming back to a podcast. So it was also in the back of my mind. And I think sometimes ideas need time to just kind of marinate until you're ready, Um, But I ended up starting thinking I wanted to start a website. I did start a website and I started an Etsy making printables for pregnancy. So still pregnancy and mom related. But then it wasn't until this summer that I have a background in journalism. So I figured I want to fuse those and podcasting is the perfect way to do it. And so, yeah, it's about kind of finding that right time to get started, I think.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
2: Um, But did you have any experience? in podcasting or were you just like a super fan of podcasts? Because I think that it's both a perfect time to learn and also very daunting because now there's so many podcasts out there. So how did you go about learning? I'm so curious about that.
1: Yeah. So to answer your question, I was simply a super fan. (laughs) So uh, I do have a background in communication. That's what I got my degree in, but I absolutely never thought about podcasting with it.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's so cool. And like, so for me coming from a background in broadcast journalism and being, you know, you picture a reporter on TV and they're talking in the very reporter voice and all of that. And I remember when I was doing that thinking, you know, podcasting is where it's at. Podcasting is the future because nobody is sitting at home and watching the six o'clock news. So and I also was a big fan of podcasts. And, you know, it was like when cereal came out and everybody was addicted to the cereal. Yeah. So it's just such a beautiful way to have these long conversations and talk about different topics. So, yeah, I think it's great. But I also think that just with the internet and with technology, there's so much you can do. You and I are sitting at our houses, we have microphones, we have computers, we can start blogs, we can, there's so much that you can do as a mom who's busy and maybe doesn't have the time to fully dedicate either outside of their job or their job as moms, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm curious too, what was your why for starting your Etsy shop and everything before you even started the podcast?
2: During pregnancy is when it started for me as well. I felt like I needed a roadmap. I am a super planner and I always need to know what's next. Like I can't do something without knowing what's next. So I wanted checklists and like sort of the practical side of it. So that's why I did Etsy and I created planners. But then I also wanted that emotional support. And so during pregnancy, I think I did what a lot of people did. I went on different apps um for, you know, your month of pregnancy and like Facebook groups and all of that and just seeking that connection and listening to podcasts about pregnancy, about learning and finding, you know, finding that support. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of what what led me to this world and I think um it also was the time, like for me, it was COVID and we were all alone at home and it, it's that connection that that you need. So it was really helpful doing all these things. I think it was helpful for the time of transitioning to motherhood and also just when you're home a lot, you know, COVID or not COVID, you're home a lot when you're when you've got a baby too. Yeah, so I'm wondering though, for you, I mean, you already had a baby. How did you find the time to, balance it? Because I think that's also a struggle for moms is, you know, you have maybe nap time, you have late nights, early mornings. How did you manage that?
1: Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why it took me so long from the idea of starting a podcast to actually starting it. Time was precious and it was hard to come by. When I first launched the podcast, I had a corporate job I had a two-year-old and a baby on the way when I started learning all of the skills that it would take to start a podcast. And then my son was born. And when I would have, after that newborn phase, I really took a break and focused on being a second-time mom and, um, you know, making the most out of my maternity leave. But after the newborn phase, during nap on weekends at night, that finding the time was really in my downtime and so I had to sacrifice, you know, watching TV and other guilty pleasures that I had. I found that it wasn't that much of a sacrifice because working on this passion and this thing that I was like, why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? And who says I'm qualified tapping into that that interest and that passion to me filled me up so much more than watching any TV show or doing any other guilty pleasure during that time.
2: Oh my gosh. I absolutely agree. I think that you have to have that kind of burning desire and the desire to do the thing has to be stronger than anything else. Because I think that, you know, we talked about starting, I think it's not just starting, but staying with it and being consistent. And I think that if you had just given up when you, when you felt like my, I don't like how I sound. I don't think that my message is worth spreading, then you wouldn't be where you are today. And I think it's really that consistency because my podcast is a lot newer than yours. You've been going for a long time. So I would love to know about how you stay consistent because I'm sure there's times when you're like, I don't have time to do this. And you know maybe you're overwhelmed or you feel pressure. So I mean, I'm wondering if you can talk about staying consistent with it and
1: growing
2: um, your podcast. And I think it relates to really anything that you're going to take on.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. There is uh, this great book that I read by Seth Godin called The Practice, Mm -hmm. and it's about consistency, and it's a lot about creativity and how consistency and creativity um, meet, because a lot of people think of any creative endeavors as like, you're going to have a muse, and Mm -hmm. then you'll be inspired, and you can be creative, but creativity is actually more about the practice of sitting down and doing the thing that Mm -hmm. you want to do. For me... That Reading that book and like understanding that concept was a game changer because you're absolutely right. There were times when I was like, I'm so stressed out by life and I don't want to put out a new episode. And so to be consistent, I just thought about my why a lot. And then I just kind of got more into a groove of what is it going to take to meet my goal, which is recording a podcast and publishing it once a week. I also learned and got better about the podcast process, and that can be applicable for anything, not just podcasting. Mm-hmm. And, and I was able to batch record episodes, batch edit episodes, so that it wasn't as much of a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, I also got better at it and more confident with my recording skills so I didn't re-record something eleven times. Um, and I got better about editing and it just became an easier process. Um, but I just even when I didn't want to do it, I sat down and did the next right thing and mm-hmm. and I didn't always do that. I also had times when I had to take a break for personal reasons and really just just could not and we've all been there before. But I made the most out of that by saying, you know what, I can have seasons. And so I never even thought about the seasonality of a podcast. And now I'm on season three because I built in those breaks so that I wouldn't burn out and so that I could stay consistent.
2: Okay, that's great. I think that's really inspirational because anything is going to start from zero, any business, any blog, any like YouTube, whatever you want to do that you want to start. And I also like my Etsy shop, I called it baby steps because I remember, and I'm so impatient with things. And that's why I started, I started my podcast. I started everything quick. Um, in contrast to you is like, maybe I need to be more of a perfectionist, but, but that same idea of, as long as I take a small step forward, I'll look back on this in a year and think, wow, look what I built, even if it was a tiny step. And I think, yes, thinking thinking of it that way for me was really helpful. And it's that same, we got to the same end result, but maybe in different ways, is that you just have to remember that if you just keep going, and maybe sometimes they're going to be slower, sometimes they're going to be quicker, but I just think the act of doing is really really important. I also think that it's so it's been so nice to have something for me as a mom because I'm a first-time mom and you know I had a very rigorous job that I stepped away from during this whole crazy period of life and time and having that little peace for myself and having these conversations on the podcast or even just creating the graphics or the tedious process of editing. It's like that's your time to be you. And then I find that I can go and be a mom and feel better because I personally and I think that it's if if you don't feel that way, that's totally fine too. But for me to be happy, I knew I needed that. I needed that piece that was me. And I think it's just kind of being aware of knowing what is going to do that for you.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And I had moments when I thought, I'm such a hypocrite. Like, I am making a podcast about motherhood and parenthood, and I've never said that I was an expert, and I never, ever will.
0: But Mm -hmm.
1: just making a podcast can kind of create like an authority figure out of what you're saying in your content. Mm -hmm. Um, But I felt like a hypocrite because I would just feel like a crappy mom. And then I would still sit down and do my practice of mm. this podcast. But when I then took a couple steps back and thought about it, like, that's just like any other job you're going to, sometimes you're going to show up at your job and you're going to feel crappy. Sometimes you'll have a day where you're a rock star parent and some days a crappy parent. And so it's, it's not like anything else. It's just that my content is about <laughs> parenthood.
2: Yeah. It's so funny. Look, we're talking about your escape from parenting and yeah. your escape from parenting is talking about parenting, uh-huh. but it's also therapeutic. I think, I mean, I was telling my husband cause you know, I've recorded maybe like 15 now, which it feels like, okay, you're getting in a groove. And I just told him, I'm like, it feels therapeutic. It's even if like, regardless of how many people listen, yeah. the actual act of speaking to other mothers who we are all going through these same kind of struggles. Maybe they look different and we have different environments and situations, but at the end of the day, a lot is very similar and the same. And so I just find that the act of the connection um, is therapeutic and it's really, really nice. And I think also, yeah, I don't call myself an expert either, but having access to experts, I know you and I have both um, interviewed many experts and I just think it's amazing because another benefit of the internet and the times we're in is the, just the sharing of information, which I know there's a negative side to that coin, but the beautiful thing is that we can just learn so much from each other. Yeah,
1: I completely agree with that.
2: And one of the, like, I just had an episode air that, um, she has a huge social media following. And for me, like the social media aspect of it, because, and this is talking about a different kind of topic, not podcasting, but social media is a part of so much today. And anything you do, you have to be online. And for me, I have always have felt like it was a chore. When I was a journalist, it was an afterthought. And so I just learned different ways to be better on Instagram and things like that. And like, I Googled everything for Etsy to figure out Etsy SEO. And so I just think that we can learn from each other and we can learn just from seeking the information by typing into Google. It's incredible what you can find.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I've had a similar journey where I used to look at it like it was a chore. And at some days I still look yeah. at it like it's a chore. And in other days, more recently, and I'm liking it more and more and warming up to it. And also I am really finding community in social Mm -hmm. media. There are horrible dark corners and I don't go there. Or if I find myself there, I run away quickly, but there are beautiful, bright light corners that I actually really fill me up. And so I just try to hang out there more.
2: I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sharing some of them because I mean, I have some that I've found, but I'm wondering what have you found? What has been that bright light for you on social media?
1: Sure. Um, Well, part of it has been my attitude towards when I receive a hateful comment or find people that are more negative. Um, Part of it is internal work that I do to say I can just completely turn the other way, walk away and not even worry about it. And also remember that people that are haters are actually herders.
0: Mm. They're hurting.
1: True. True. empathy for them. Um, but the, the positive side of things that I have found is what types of platforms I really like the most because there's Mm -hmm. lots of them out there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was a little bit later to the Instagram game, but then when I found it, I was like, Oh, I really like the vibe here. Okay. I like this there. I don't like everything about it, but for the most part, I have actually made friendships and connections and have found podcast guests Mm -hmm. through Instagram. And to me, that is a bright light. Um, Most recently, I found TikTok. And I laughed at TikTok at first. Mm -hmm. My husband found it a year ago and loved it. But the thing I like about TikTok um, is that it's very authentic. It can be lighthearted for funny videos. And it can be really, really real, raw and emotional for other stuff. Um, But that you can quickly connect with because the videos are so short. Um, and I've learned a lot and have been able to communicate with people. So that has been the bright side of social media for me. And just a couple examples. Um, what have you found? Have you found any bright spots?
2: Yeah, it's so funny because for me, TikTok, I'll go on there and I feel like it's this club that I'm not a part of, but I'm peering into. And so I definitely see the opportunity there, but it just, for me feels like they're speaking Russian and I'm speaking Spanish. Like I, it just feels (laughs) off for me. And I think that like, you bring up a point of, you have to find the medium that works for you. And I think, well, first off, I will say podcast is, it's not social media, but it's more of a comfort zone for me because I like longer form and I like the broadcasting aspect of it because it's my background, but I've always enjoyed Instagram. I think that enjoying Instagram and having an account that really is impactful are two different things. And so that's a learning process for me and I've shifted my accounts and um, the focus of them. So now I have an account that's just focused on my podcast instead of talking about a million things. So I really enjoy Instagram, but I will add to it and that one of the bright lights is actually Facebook and it's Facebook groups. And I feel like Facebook is not the it's not the star anymore but i think that the groups are really great because for me i've been able to have more conversations that feel authentic because the groups are private and it's instead of putting out contact 10 it's more about sharing um so that's sort of one that i think people don't really think about as much but i find myself going to certain groups and contributing and talking and learning too so that's a good one. Uh, I am also big on Twitter because I'm a news junkie. I love news. And so I'm on Twitter. But then I find myself toggling through too many. So I think that's probably why for me, <laughs> the TikTok, I'm like, I'm at my capacity. Like my cup is full of social media. I, it's hard to add to it.
1: Yes. Uh, and I also fall prey to that. And TikTok will suck you in. Quickly. Yes. I highly recommend going to the settings and putting like a a, a time um, reminder on your phone, so it will remind me every day after I've been on it for an hour. And then on the days when it's like eleven a.m., mm-hmm. I get that reminder. I'm like, Ooh. and then the other days when I get the reminder at five p.m., I'm like, yeah,
2: yeah, it's a game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: totally, totally gamifies it. But yeah, wow. Well, I I just love all of the um, insights that you have shared.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been good, and I think that. You know, hopefully, people can remember that you know it's never too late to try something new, whether it's podcasting or TikTok, um, and you just have to start, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today.
2: Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to share and continue connecting, and hopefully, we can um, continue the conversation. Yes. Yeah, so I am at Moms Calling podcast on Instagram, and my podcast is available. Uh, pretty much everywhere, Apple and Spotify being the main ones. Um, And I also have a Facebook group, New Mom Network, that I started with one of my friends since I mentioned Facebook. So um, those are the three main spots.
1: I am at Finding Your Village on Instagram, on TikTok. Uh, I'm also a childbirth educator and have recently started teaching virtual childbirth classes. So if you're pregnant or know a friend that's pregnant that is looking for a virtual class option, um, you can check out my website at www.findingyourvillage.com.
2: Perfect. And I just want to do one thing really quickly that I'm just started doing. If you could just ask a question, this is, I'll take just a little snippet, ask a question to my next guest, and it can be literally anything that you want to know and that's on your mind.
1: Um, My question would be what what was your biggest challenge in 2020?
2: That's a good question. I love it.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you liked the episode and would like to hear more, please follow Finding Your Village wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, I have a brand new website that not only includes past podcast episodes, but also features the birthing from within birth preparation classes that I'm now teaching online. Please check out the site at www.findingyourvillage.com and feel free to connect with me via Instagram at findingyourvillage. Thank you so much and stay safe, healthy, and connected.